0: Arsenal win 6-0 at West Ham after a fantastic display in which we had five goalscorers. Declan Rice turning from creator twice into brilliant goalscorer. And even a first appearance in the Premier League this season for a youngster that many Arsenal fans have been calling for too. What an afternoon. What a win. We're going to talk about it all on the Arsenal Raw Reaction Show. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for the episode of what is our 8am raw reaction show joining you the morning after the night before which was of course a fantastic exuberant free flowing and scoring victory against the West Ham side who have tried their hardest tried their darndest to become Arsenal's supposed rivals the artificially created rivalry that threatened to start for a few games is dead and done and never, ever really, truly started. So they can quieten themselves down whilst Arsenal continue on a pathway well away from them uh, with their best player, arguably maybe best ever creation uh, in Declan Rice. But uh, a massive thank you to everyone that's joining me this morning. Really appreciate your time as always. Thank you so much for doing so. Uh, Good morning to Carlton and Josh and Tom and Keith. Good morning to Leopold and Graham and Francois and Jack, Stevie, Uh, Red Star, Nav, Mark Rice, Babatundi. We've got uh, Louis and David and Angela and Bakary, Lasagna, Stephen, Vivian. Uh, We've got uh, Ishmael and plenty more of you guys and girls joining us as well. Thank you so much for doing so. Uh, Sorry if StreamYard has mugged some of you guys and girls off uh, without mentioning you getting in there first. My apologies. Um, But uh, I can't do anything about that, I'm afraid. And um, please do... Drop a like on the video. We are trying to get to 1K every single day from, well, the start of last week uh, to the end of the season. It's a major undertaking, and it's hugely difficult to be able to do it. But I know with this community and with you guys as well in the chat box that we can. So please do show your support. Drop a like on the video. Subscribe. All that lovely stuff. I can see some regulars in the chat box like Damien and Blackshine and Matt G as well, who I know probably got in there first, and Peekahoo. Um, But sadly, uh, StreamYard bugged them off. So just to give you guys a shout out as well. And PikaHoo with a very kind donation. 16 goals. Four and only two uh, two against in four games. Incredible. Hashtag come on your gooners. Absolutely. And uh, Nick Meadows um, has said, after 12 months of being a member, perfect display, even giving you for chance. Arteta out. (laughs) Lovely stuff. Right. Shall we go into today's slides? I think we should. So we start, of course, with the roundup. West Ham nil, Arsenal 6. The best performance of the entire season, perhaps in Arteta's tenure, An eight thousandth league win for the Gunners and the biggest away victory in Arsenal's Premier League history as well. We thought the records were done. We thought Arteta could break no more, but that is a new one. Two new ones, in fact, under Mikel Arteta. Brilliant stuff. An amazing day. Uh, It certainly was not, and it didn't have the feel of a game that was going to end up being 6-0 come full time, but that is exactly what we got in the end, was a 6-0 victory that I can't... I'm trying to think of the last time Arsenal scored six and didn't concede any in one game. It's quite some time ago, I think. The Lons game threatened, of course, to do that, but I think that ended up as 5-0. But, uh, yeah, so many, so many fantastic opportunities for Arsenal in this game, and uh, they managed to take six of them. And yet, still, I had people tweeting me saying, I wish that we could take more of our chances. We scored six, guys. Six. Six. Let's just enjoy it. Anyway, the goal scoring was opened by William Saliba, heading in off the back of the first of two deliveries from Declan Rice during this game, popping up at the back post. There had been a number of other chances leading up to this point, but thankfully the um, the game was opened. Oh, thank you. It was 6-0 against Lons. Much appreciate that. Away, I was thinking of away games. I don't think we have had an away game where we've won Uh, and scored six goals, or at least not um, to zero. I remember the the Reading game in the League Cup, of course, we scored seven, but we conceded five as well. Um, But William Saliba scoring the first goal of the game, and uh, I love the celebration. (laughs) Just just the pure joy of it, the pure brilliance of it, Um, of him running away absolutely um, joyous and jubilant and, you can tell that he absolutely loves being an Arsenal player, can't you? He just loves playing this game. He loves playing for Arsenal and uh, it was a brilliant header and it wasn't the only header from a set piece that we had on the day either. However, before we get to that, Bukayo Saka avenged his penalty miss. Um, and of course, that last season moment where Saka missed that penalty um, he finally turns up with the goods. It was a brilliant uh, kind of phase of play, which allowed Saka to go through on goal, which is something that we've hardly had against teams that like to sit deep, but the ball through was perfect and uh, Saka getting taken out by Areola. Um, what a bit of a tit he looked. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> I can't make that joke, can you? Uh, but Pikaya Saka avenging his penalty miss, um from last season and not only that but of course he popped up with arsenal's fifth i think it was on the day in the second half as well cutting inside lovely bit of passing play from there and then just cut inside a Jed, who'd really given up by this point and smashed it in the bottom right hand corner the third goal of the day was gabriel's uh gabriel scoring again it seems after his scoring for rays in january uh gabriel now extending that scoring run of 2024 into february I think he still has the record for being the highest goal-scoring defender of any player since he's arrived at the club in 2020. Amazing record for him and just continually showing why he is and continues to be one of the most underrated players in the Premier League. Fantastic performance once again from him defensively and offensively and another threat from a set piece, which Declan Rice, of course, delivered to a T one of the best de- reasons and most best decisions we have made this season is by putting Declan Rice back on two set pieces. He took set pieces at West Ham. He wasn't on set pieces at the start of this season. Now he's on set pieces. And my goodness me, he is proving to be a real asset from those dead play situations as well. And we've got two center halves that are incredibly threatening when the ball gets put into those positions. Nicholas Jover as well deserves a hell of a lot of credit. I saw Harry giving him plenty yesterday. Now, Trossard with a very, very classic Trossard goal, finding himself in the box. Another assist from Odegaard for this one. Finds himself in that position, curling it into the top right-hand corner. Ariola can't get his hand to it, um, but uh fantastically brilliant finish again. And and to be honest, I'll tell you what, there was a lot of discussion before the game kicked off. There was a lot of question marks about the selection in the team of playing Havertz in midfield and Trossard playing up top as well. And... Uh, I stayed quite quiet in these conversations because I thought, well, actually, we've got a lot of attacking threat. We're away from home. I'm kind of liking Arteta being taking a bit of a risk, if you like. He said after the game that he felt like Jorginho couldn't really play and was still necessarily recovering from that game um, against Liverpool last weekend. However, you know, I think that he could have could have chose different players. He could have gone slightly different with the team. He could have played a more natural striker like Nketiah if he wanted to, but he didn't. He went with Trossard, who's in really good form. And, uh, yeah, Trossard was fantastic on the day as well. Some lovely movement. Uh, He had a couple of opportunities outside of his goal, which he probably should have done better with as well. A really good header that went over the bar, a volley that went straight at the French goalkeeper. And in the second half, I think there was a left-footed strike right at the start of the second half, which he should have done better with. But to be fair... To score the goal that he scored on the day, you have to take it in a 6-0 win, so happy days. And Declan Rice capped off the scoring, the sixth goal scorer on the day in what was a really weird goal. Ben White on the right-hand side cuts the ball back for both of uh, Erdegaard and uh, who was the other player that was there as well? Somebody else. I think it was Trossard. And both of them kind of let the other one go for it, which means they then missed the ball. Rice is like... You guys can play amongst yourselves. I'm just going to take ownership of this and smash this in the top left-hand side of the goal. Uh, Fantastic goal. Obviously, the celebration uh, was there. And uh, at the end of the day, it was the icing on the cake. I think we have to agree with that. It was just the perfect end um, and perfect uh, way to finish off the scoring. Yes, scoring a seventh would have meant that Arsenal went second and that was uh, it. What did I I say? Trossard. It was Trossard, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Trossard. I thought it was. Trossard was the other guy that Odegaard was with. What did I say? <laughs> Am I having a funny five minutes again? Uh, Degla Rice smashing in the top left-hand side. Brilliant. Unbelievably good strike. And, uh, you know, he's he's got this ability to um, to be able to find himself in positions outside the box. And he wants to improve his goal-scoring and, and and striking the ball ability. And he's certainly been... Um, He's certainly been, I think at least practicing. And I think he's been mentioned to have been practicing his shooting. He wants to add more goals. He wants to score more goals. Um, So yeah, fantastic strike from him. Celebration, respectful. I actually think to a degree, he earned back some of the respect from West Ham fans during this game. There was an early point in the game where a corner was being taken. He went over to take it. And whilst there was initial boos, as he walked over, Rice was giving an applause to the West Ham fans and, uh, And they gave him a a round of applause back. When he was brought off as a substitute, he was roundly applauded as well. And at the end of the game, for those West Ham fans that were still left because there was barely any in the stadium by full time, as he went round the stadium, he got a round of applause from those that were still uh, in the ground. So I think he's probably earned back some of that respect that initially had been lost at the beginning. So I think it was maybe a bit of a transformative day for Rice uh, for both his Arsenal and his West Ham legacy as well. Now, I've got more words than I think I've ever put on a slide uh, for Martin Odegaard, who had a captain's display despite not scoring on the day. The numbers are crazy. First player since 0304 to do 100 plus passes, create five chances and assist multiple goals in the same game. And he's the first player to create 50 plus chances from open play in Europe's top five leagues this season. He is a brilliant footballer. And if you're not convinced by this point, you're just living on the wrong planet. You just do not understand football if you don't understand how good... And I usually hate that phrase. If you don't get this, you don't get football. I'm not usually a big fan of that phrase, but I think it's relevant for Martin Odegaard. If you cannot appreciate how good Martin Odegaard is at this point and what he is producing and what he has done for this team at his age, to be a captain at so young, at 22, to take that captaincy to move forward, now moving into his mid-20s, he's an unbelievable footballer. He's a world-class footballer. For me, it's subjective, that term, and you can define it any way you like, but for me, Martin Odegaard is a world-class player and is amongst the best players in the world in his position, and the numbers back it up. People asked for him to deliver on the biggest stage, and he did that last week against Liverpool. He had a fantastic game against Liverpool in the biggest game of Arsenal season. And in the best performance of Arsenal's season yesterday, he was the man. He was the player that made everything happen. Yes, Declan Rice was involved heavily and probably deserved the man of the match. But my goodness me, is Martin Odegaard as influential as anybody and in any game? He's brilliant and deserves far more credit than he actually gets. And the critics this season, my goodness me, I remember going on shows and other channels where I was told that Martin Edegaard's not good enough. Oh, well, my goodness me, they are so hilariously being put down by this man's performances this season. Amazing stuff. And we have to talk about Ethan Nuaneri as well. Given the opportunity, Arteta joked in the press conference afterwards that some of the Arsenal players apparently were whispering about getting Ethan the opportunity. I really hope people don't take that the wrong way and now say, look, if it wasn't for people on the bench, you wouldn't have brought him on. I think that's a lot of rubbish. Uh, it's just a nice joke uh, that uh, that he said in the press conference after the game. Um, he was always going to bring him on in that moment. And he gave him a lot of time, actually, which is really great to see. I think he certainly looked—he looked like a 16-year-old On the big stage, where there were moments where he definitely should have taken a chance and taken a shot. But the moment the idea of wanting to not mess up, I think maybe overtook him. And so he laid the ball off instead of taking a shot. I really wish he had taken a couple of efforts because he got himself into some really good situations where he could have taken those chances. In the first, his first involvement was giving away a free kick. And I think there has to be something said about the the debuts that uh, young players have. I'm almost certain that the first thing that most debutants um, I know he wasn't a debutant this season because he made his debut last season but there's something to be said about the young guys when they come on. The One of the first things that they often do is make a foul because they're so enthusiastic about coming on. They just chase down the nearest player that's got the ball and you often give a foul away. Um, but uh, yeah, Ethan Laneri looks really bright and he looks really um, sprightly. And had an impact on this game, which was fantastic to see as well. So I really enjoyed his performance. I also loved the way that Martin Odegaard continued to kind of tutor him and mentor him through the game. I don't know if other people noticed this. Every time he was on the ball, every time he played a pass, when the next kind of phase of play petered out, Odegaard was straight over to him and congratulating him or he was on the other side of the field and looking up for him and clapping him. He looked great. And obviously, with Smith Rowe at the moment injured, and I've heard that it's you know it's a rolled ankle. So we'll see. Arteta said that as well during his interview. Hopefully, it's only a minor problem, and he'll only be out for a couple of weeks or so. Um, we don't know that, but we'll find out, I guess, in the next couple of weeks and, and how he responds to this rolled ankle, which is a very common injury, by the way. It's not a case of like, oh, Smith Rowe injured again. Players roll their ankles all the time and miss a couple of games. It's very normal. But yeah, I mean, Ethan raneri He's in the squads. He's going to be on the bench maybe for a little bit because Smith-Rowe's not here. We've got Burnley away next. If we get another good scoreline up there, could we see him get another opportunity? I hope so. I, I hope we, we continue to give him these opportunities because he deserves it. He's one of the few youth players that seems of the level that he can make um, impacts in certain games, that he can get some minutes for this Arsenal team. And I hope that certainly turns out to be the case. And I just want to kind of finish this part one with two more slides. This one just being, I love this team. I absolutely love this team. It's so easy to say, but of all the Arsenal teams, you know, down the years that I am my shorter life compared to many other Arsenal fans I know, but I love this group of players. It's just such an enjoyable side to watch. They're such a likable group. Um, players like Saka have, have really turned a corner in the last couple of games his form has improved dramatically at his best game of the season I think yesterday Odegaard I've already waxed lyrical about and Declan Rice but Saliba and Gabriel at the back are just so strong Jakub Kivior you know shout out to Jakub Kivior as well coming in at left back he's received a lot of criticism he's now played against Liverpool and won he's now played away at West Ham in our best performance of the season at left back um you know ben white i thought was again solid and frustrating when he came, <laughs> nearly got booked because he kept kicking the ball away <laughs> it's just it's just this horrible block Havertz? It? one of those displays again from havertz where if you need to probably have a bit of a rewatch to understand what he did but his movement's just excellent like he's so elegant as he plays havertz across the pitch lovely little layoff should have got an assist for uh i think it was Saka uh as he ran across the left-hand side lovely little layoff for him inside the box as well um, Kai Havertz was, was just, just went through the game and contributed here and there. I'd want to see him score. I want to see him do more, obviously. I want him to have a more obviously good performance. But when you have those rewatches and you watch the games back, you see how important his movement and his contributions are to the game as well. Um, Lars says performances like this make the shirt look better. It's amazing. Even after a 6-0 win, I didn't like the shirt anymore. <laughs> Shows you where my head's at with that one. And uh, just to finish off part one, Michael Arteta's on a roll at this point. Um, we're just moving, aren't we, steadily towards that brand new contract? And, uh, he gets his selection absolutely spot on once again today. Substitution spot on again today. The, the coaching of the set piece routines, the coaching of the way in which we're going to kind of break down some of these defensive sides. He's just got it spot on. He deserves It's a game where we score six goals and all the, all the, you know, all of the, uh, attentions on the players and quite rightly so. But Arteta's the one that's getting, um, you know, Arteta is the one that's getting these players playing the way that they are. He's the one that's delivering these systems, delivering these performances, delivering these lineups. And uh, you just got to give the man so much credit for what he's doing. And for a successive season, Arsenal look like they're going to be in another title race, which is just great. Um, this game obviously took us in terms of the table. Very, very close to our rivals. We're now just one uh, goal behind uh, in goal difference to, Manchester, uh, to Liverpool. We're level on goal difference with Manchester City, which is really important. Um, had we've scored another goal, we would have gone into second, even though we've played a game more than Man City. But that goal difference is going to be really key come the end of the campaign. Not to mention, we've got fifty-three goals scored this season. We've got uh what 14 games left of the campaign. If Arsenal were to score, um, I mean, how many are we? We're 2035. We're thirty-five goals away from the tally of goals that we had last season. By the way, we're only two goals behind uh Liverpool and three goals behind man city in terms of what we've done in those areas we're 35 goals away from the 88 we scored last season and we've got 14 games left we're what just over a two goals a game away from matching that record and that was the most goals we've ever scored in a premier league season so if we can start scoring to the record that we're scoring at the moment three goals against liverpool five goals against palace six goals against west ham at the moment the way that we're playing you know we can really make we can really deal some damage to these teams. So I really look forward to to seeing. And Rob says, but we can't finish. <laughs> it's just so funny now, isn't it? Like we're always moaning about the fact we couldn't take our chances, but now all we're doing is taking these opportunities that are given to us as well. So brilliant stuff. And this comes by the way without Jesus, without Timber, without Smithrow, without Vieira, without Tomiassu, without um who else we're missing? We're missing somebody else. Have I said Pate and Timber, I think I have um Zinchenko no Zinchenko either we're missing so many key players players that could start Tommy Ashley could start for us Timber could start for us Partey could start for us Jesus could start for us and we're missing all of these players and we're scoring six Smith Rowe could arguably start in some games and has done Zinchenko can start for us so that's the that's how impressive we're being at the moment it's really really good from this side and uh I just love seeing goals go in the back of the net so frequently. Right, let's go to part two and your questions right after this. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, let's jump into the chat box, shall we? And uh, tackle some of your questions. Uh, We're going to go to... uh, Louis says, did you see Skull's comment on Rice? Apparently, he didn't celebrate enough. Oh, surely not. Surely not. Is that actually true? Skulls on Declan Rice News. Um, uh, I can't see anything at the moment about celebrations but if that's true that's just hilarious isn't it Achmel says. any thoughts on the AFCON and the Asia Cup Tom both host nations winning the tournaments Um, you got to give credit to, to Ivory Coast of course who were looked down and out weren't they really down and out of that competition so early on during that season and to come back and and do what they've done. Commiserations to, to Nigeria, of course, who got all the way to the final themselves. But what scenes? Uh, and Qatar as well winning the Asia Cup. Uh, Host of that tournament. You've seen some massive, massive countries knocked out. Australia, South Korea, um, and uh, and Japan as well, and amongst others. And credit to Jordan for getting to the final uh, as well. Credit to them. An amazing achievement for them to reach the final of the Asia Cup. But Qatar winning it. And a fief with one of the most iconic celebrations, maybe. The magic That a thief produced for the cameras. (laughs) That's quite enjoyable. J C says Ree Emery only has two wins now in 2024. I remember our 20 game unbeaten run under Emery. What happened afterwards? Just saying the cult of Emery is in tatters. The cult of Unai Emery's Arsenal critics is in absolute ruin at this stage. Losing against Manchester United home, knocked out of the FA Cup by Chelsea at home, Um, losing to Newcastle in. Embarrassing fashion at home, Douglas Louise doing a dancing celebration before losing in the mud in the mud Aston Villa. goodness me, they really did hype up their season they really did hype up that hubris that we're they're going to get ahead of Arsenal into the top four. oh dear uh, Ian says our link up play in front of goals improved so much recently and it's since Eddie hasn't started. Do you think that we'll sell him in the summer? That's a bit harsh to just label Eddie, but I absolutely understand where you're coming from. I think that he should be sold in the summer. I think he's a player that we need to move on from and upgrade on. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Arsenal Aven- Avenger says, why does Ten Hag talk about us? He needs to keep us out of his mouth unless he's challenging us. Keep my name out your mouth. All right, Ten Hag. <laughs> That's the way forward it's Arsenal Adventure. I don't know. He's just jealous. It's envy. The way he talks about that game, saying that they should have beaten us, is the biggest fraud. He's, uh, to, to steal Hugh's word, he's the biggest fraud of a manager out there. He really, really is. And I tell you what, him and Ange Postacoglu have got incredibly lucky with the points they've accrued this season. If either of them get into the top six, let alone the top four... It is just such a jammy finish to the both of their squads, both of their teams' seasons. Uh, Rob says, I'm trying to find the stats for his uh, 6 uh, and the West Ham loss. I bet they weren't that different. Um, that's a really interesting point, actually. West Ham uh, 6 Arsenal. Let's see if we can compare the stats. Uh, Arsenal 0-2 West Ham. Just have a quick look if we can have a look at the stats for both of these games, because it would be interesting to see, wouldn't it, how different the stats were. So, in the 6-0 win, Arsenal had 25 shots, West Ham had 5. In the 2-0 loss, (laughs) this is quite funny, Arsenal had 30 shots, West Ham had 6. In terms of shots on target, Arsenal had 12. In that game, they had 8. So, yeah, it was that clinicalness to get the ball on target. In terms of possession, Arsenal had... 71% 71% in the 6-0 win. They had 75% in a 2-0 loss. In terms of passes, Arsenal played 692 passes in their 6-0 win. In the 2-0 loss, they played 749. In terms of pass accuracy, it was 90 in the 2-0 loss. It was 93 in the 6-0 win. Um, and uh, in terms of offsides, there was none in the 2-0 loss. And there was two in the uh, 6-0 win. In terms of corners, Arsenal had 10 corners in their 2-0 defeat and they had just six in their 6-0 win. It really does show you I think it's to do with confidence. Ah, uh, during that period in the um I'm just using Google by the way Rob to look at those stats. Um in terms of like the two games Arsenal when they played West Ham have come off the back of their defeats to to Aston Villa um, let me find that run. I've got it on my screen. So the Aston Villa game. Yeah, so we lost to Aston Villa. We drew with PSV. We'd just beaten Brighton. Then we drew at Anfield. Uh, and then, of course, we we lost to West Ham and then lost to Fulham and then lost to Liverpool. And now we're on a four-game winning run, having scored 11-16 goals in four games, which is just it's confidence. It's sharpness, as Amberley says here. Absolutely. I think it's slightly differences in the lineup, is as the availability of certain players perhaps as well. So, yeah, um, I really, really hope that, um, yeah, I really, really hope that this this form continues because it's been absolutely fantastic. I think we have to agree. Um, Zaid says, morning, Tom, I'm buzzing after the win. Why do you think Arteta went for Cedric over Raw Waters? I guess that's one of the only down points of the game. I don't know. I don't know, mate. I, I really wish he had gone with Raw Waters instead of Cedric. That's really the only question mark I've got. Why, give, why not give a debut to Waters? Uh, why not show that there is that pathway? Cedric's leaving at the end of the season, yeah. That is my only real question mark, I guess, from the game with Arteta is why not give Walters the opportunity over have a Cedric? But I don't want to do it. Um, Samson says, Hi, Tom, I saw you at the game yesterday. I was standing by the gate and you were having a more uh, you were having a mayor with your accreditation. In the <laughs> I was having a mayor with the accreditation, and Samson, said, I think I think we spoke. Um, so like there was one person doing the like all of the press as there was like five press people including me waiting to get through like the security barrier there was one person doing the uh the, the barrier walkthrough even though there's like six or seven gateways and then once we were through they didn't tell us how to get through the electronic gates there's like a there's a qr code on the back of your um your tag and that wasn't working so yeah, so i had an absolute mayor mate absolute mare, but uh, none of it was my fault, and I enjoyed the game afterwards, so happy days. Um, P-Sharp, did Dalteta say anything about smith absence? Any news on Vieri's disappearing from memory. is still recovering from two issues that needed surgery to resolve, so he hopefully be back in the coming weeks. We'll see. smith rolled his ankle in training, um, so he'll be out, I imagine, for a, a couple of weeks, um, maybe more. We'll see. It's hopefully just a minor problem. Uh, Lars says, is Tomiyasu injured or just rested for the Asia Cup? Tommy Tomiyasu has suffered with repetitive injury problems throughout the season. Season. he's gone away to the asia cup and played successive matches in a very short space of time i'm not surprised the club are being very careful with his recovery back from that tournament because if you remember he only just came back from injury when he started playing in that tournament so to suggest or criticize tommy in any way is i think just mad so yeah there you go uh, sean says i'd set her out Pass a row in. i don't even know who that is I'm hoping this is just, uh, what's the word, satire. It surely must be. Uh, Jabu says, I enjoyed seeing Ben White invert and Kivy stay back. Uh, one thing about Arteta, he learns and improves from his mistakes, and Martin Elliott centre forward maybe next season. Um, let's go to uh, Chilo says, Is Rice almost the best midfielder in the league now, and is Trossard our best attacker at the club? in your expert opinion, of course. Um, Rice, and me is alongside Rodri as being the best midfielders with De Bruyne, of course, up there as well. For the contributions this season, Rice and Rodri have got to be there. And also, I think Conor Gallagher deserves a lot of credit from his time at Chelsea. He's been the only real standout player at Chelsea this season has had a really, really good campaign. Uh, is Trossard our best attacker? I don't think so, no. I think our best attacker remains Bukayo Saka, but... Trossard's produced such good performances for us. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, DGR says, uh, Tom, I have such a premonition about Rice. I think Declan himself isn't aware of how good a shot taker he is. He's dead accurate and he has real power behind his shots. More shots on goal, please, Declan. I would certainly agree with that, mate. Yeah, I think he does need to take more opportunities and he does need to take more shots from outside the box. Um, Tizer says, I believe it's time for Jonas Eideval to go. I've not been impressed with the team's performance under him and believe he's not getting best out of the squad. Yeah, I was going to mention the women's uh, defeat in the FA Cup in tomorrow morning's show, but just on that, it is a very disappointing result Um and there's no doubt that Jonas Eideval is absolutely under pressure. Um So... Very frustrating to be at the FA Cup after a season that was starting to promise quite a bit, especially to Manchester City, who I would say we are better than. Um, But yeah, very, very disappointing in yesterday's. Kind of got swallowed up, I suppose, in the the 6-0 win on the men's side, but very, very disappointing defeat indeed. Uh, Hulk and Dino says, guys, we've only got 300 likes and we need 700 at least. There's not long left. Please do, if you haven't done so already. I didn't plug it. Actually, I should have done at the start of part two. That's my bad. Uh, We are trying to get to hashtag 1K every day in likes. Uh, So please do uh, drop a like on the video if you haven't done so already. If you're listening on audio platforms, head over to YouTube when you get a chance and leave your daily like to help us reach our 1K every single day target. That would be very much appreciated if you could do that. There's over a thousand of you currently watching. Thank you so much for the kind support that you're giving to the channel as always Uh, Christian says what is our next most challenging Premier League game well the next one is the next one Christian we got to go to Burnley which I know on paper looks really simple and then of course we've got Newcastle coming up soon after that as well but you got to take each game as it comes we've got Porto away in the Champions League that's a really tough game Brentford at home Sheffield United away then Chelsea but of course that Chelsea game could get postponed before at the end of March we face Manchester City what I will say is if we face Manchester City and that Chelsea game is postponed, Arsenal will have had a 19-day break, nearly three weeks off, before playing Manchester City. Because, of course, that FA Cup weekend that we're not involved in, and if Chelsea's game is postponed, if they do indeed beat Chelsea. Now, I don't know about you, but from my perspective, I'm not so keen on that. And I know that there's an international break, so some of the players will be away with their nations, of course. But I'm not so keen on there being that long of a break between Arsenal games. A, because that would be horrific. Three weeks nearly without Arsenal. It's like the summer window. That's going to be a really, really tough period of time. (laughs) But uh, hopefully, um, hopefully we see things better in the chat. Um, In that regard, let's go to Tizer says they should go on a Dubai break again during those three weeks. I think they probably will have a bit of a break as well. Um, maybe we've come back so well from that last Dubai trip, maybe that we need to have another breakaway as well. I'm sure that they would be playing some behind closed doors friendlies if they weren't It'd seem a bit off, you know, want to keep yourself as match sharp as, as feasibly possible. Hopefully that turns out to be the case. And Pear says, if you could bring back one of the injured players, who do we need the most considering Kivior had a good game at left back. I'm tempted to say Jesus as well. I think Timber still remains to me. And Thomas Partey of course is a big player for us, but Urian Timber continues for me to be a really key missing aspect of this team, and I can't wait to see him back. Uh, Ian says, so much uh, wanted for Havertz to score a goal, alas, but a good thing is the important players, Saka, Trossard, um, have a good rest. Also, Trossard is the most accurate player, it seems, in front of goal. We say that. He had four chances in this game, scored one. The other three went off to all the other two went off target one went straight at areola so we say that but he actually missed some really big chances in that game uh fractions offside podcast says what your thoughts on martinelli's display he played well but would you like to see something more from him i always want to see more there's always room for improvement in players of course but uh yeah i i think that martinelli still had a very decent game linked up well and, and performed well and he as alexander says here he interchanged with trossard really really well throughout the fixture so there you go right uh do please drop a like on the video as i say before you go it's been an absolute pleasure to join so many of you this morning and uh i cannot wait to talk more about arsenal football club in the coming weeks it's going to be great it's going to be exciting it's going to be fun And this season, of course, is continuing to throw up plenty of exciting games for us to break down and to talk about. I'll be back tomorrow morning, of course, with another breakdown of all the latest news from the previous 24 to 48 hours, including probably some more transfer stuff that's emerged over the weekend. Any more updates on injuries? And of course, a little bit of reaction to yesterday's disappointing FA Cup defeat for the women's side too. Have a fantastic Monday and start to your week. I hope that you enjoy yourselves. Uh, I've got a day off today, so I'm going to enjoy it. And uh, I look forward to uh, speaking with you all very, very soon. Stay safe, stay well, stay happy and respectful. And as always, up the Arsenal. Come on, you gooners. Rice, rice, baby. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mate's already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. delivery. You in at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com.